What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's Heaven Hall of Fame Saint of the Day podcast with the Saint and Amazing Carlos Rob. Here in this podcast, we hope you discover the amazing saints of the Catholic Church that now share in the glory of being part of Heaven's Hall of Fame. And we can do it now on a daily basis and have been doing it on a daily basis, sharing the Saint of the Day following the liturgical calendar of the Catholic Church. So today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020, in which the church celebrates St. Catherine of Alexandria, Virgin and Martyr. And we get to have three different accounts today of her life. Uh, two brief ones and then one lengthy one uh, brought to you by the Illustrated Lives of the Saints, Franciscan Media, as well as uh, Catholic Online. So pretty excited about this one. Um, I heard of her uh, a while, about two years ago, three years ago. Um, and so I really like the way just she's able to be uh, uh, an influence, especially to many women, and which we're going to see how influential she really was. And so we're going to open off, open up with um, what the illustrated Latin saints have to say about St. Catherine of Alexandria. Now, she is a patroness of jurists, philosophers, and pre preachers. And she's actually a patron of a bit more. We'll get to that in a bit. Nonetheless, St. Catherine is believed to have been born in Alexandria, Egypt, hence of Alexandria, uh, early in the 4th century. It appears that this holy virgin was most distinguished by nobility of her birth as well as by her beauty, wealth, and learning. Following her conversion in the age of, at the age of 18, through a vision of Mary and her holy child, Catherine preached the gospel throughout Alexandria. She also denounced the Emperor Maxentius for persecuting Christians. Fifty of her converts were then burned to death. Maxentius offered Catherine a royal marriage if she would deny her faith. Regarding herself as a bride of Christ, she refused and landed in prison. While in prison and while Maxentius was away, Catherine converted Maxentius' wife and 200 of his soldiers. He had them put to death. Catherine was likewise condemned to death. She was put on a spiked wheel. And when the wheel broke, she was beheaded. During the Middle Ages, she was regarded as one of the 14th Holy Helpers. And she was one of the voices heard by St. Joan of Arc. So, St. Catherine, you know, really was a, an evangelizer. Uh, someone who was willing to just give up her love and, and life to Christ. And share that love to others. And so another um, version of her story goes as... According to the legend of St. Catherine, this young woman converted to Christianity after receiving a vision, and we spoke about that. At the age of 18, she debated 50 pagan philosophers. Amazed at her wisdom and debating skills, they became Christians, as did about 200 soldiers and members of the emperor's family, in which all were martyred. Now, sentenced to be executed on a spike wheel, like we just mentioned, Catherine touched the wheel and it shattered. She was then later beheaded. Centuries later, angels are said to have carried the body of St. Catherine to a monastery at the foot of Mount Sinai. Devotion to her spread as a result of the Crusades. She was invoked as a patroness of students, teachers, librarians, and lawyers. Catherine is one of the 14 holy helpers, venerated especially in Germany and Hungary. The last account that we have, um, Catholic Online brings us uh, the fact that one, she is celebrated today, November 25th, but she's also the patron saint of students, unmarried girls, and apologists. 
Again, she was born around 287 and she died around 305. Now, her story in this version goes like this. St. Catherine of Alexandria is a canonized saint in the Catholic Church, again, who, per Christian tradition, was martyred around 305 in Alexandria, Egypt. Of course, the church of the first millennium was undivided. She also recognized, she's also recognized as a great martyr and saint by the Orthodox Church. So that's something that our siblings in the Orthodox Church have in common with us. There are no surviving primary sources attesting to her existence, but the fact that her, her memory and the stories about her have been kept alive and been handed down in the tradition certainly confirm her existence and her life of heroic virtue and holiness. Now, this young saint was born around 287 in Alexandria, and at the time, Alexandria was actually one of the most finest cities in the world. It was a center of learning of, and as well as the center of culture and faith. So Christian, Christian tradition states that she was a noble from birth. So again, we've talked about that, possibly a princess at this point. And as members of nobility, she was also educated and was an avid scholar. Around the age of 14, she experienced a moving vision of Mary and the infant Jesus, and she decided to become a Christian, like we mentioned in the first two versions of her story. Although she was a teenager, she was very intelligent and gifted. When the emperor Maxentius uh, began persecuting Christians, Catherine visited him to denounce his cruelty. Rather than order her execution, Maxentius summoned 50 orators and philosophers to debate her. However, Catherine was moved by the power of the Holy Spirit and spoke eloquently in defense of her faith. Her words were so moving that several of the pagans converted to Christianity and were immediately executed. Unable to defeat her rhetorically or to intimidate her by having her give up her belief, the emperor ordered her to be tortured and imprisoned. Catherine was arrested and scourged. Despite the torture, she did not abandon her faith. Word of her arrest and the power of her faith quickly spread and over 200 people visited her. According to some legends, the emperor's own wife, Valeria Maximilia was converted by Catherine, like we just mentioned in the first version of her story. The emperor eventually executed his own wife over her conversion. However, this is not mentioned in the historical record and actually quite is possibly to be a legend. But according to the way, you know, he's been acting and the way he's been portrayed in the stories, it's very likely that this was the case. Now, it is believed that Maximilia was alive and her husband at the, and with her husband at the Battle of uh, Milvian Bridge in 312 seven years after the death of Catherine. Following her imprisonment, Maxentius made a final attempt to persuade the beautiful Catherine to abandon her faith by proposing marriage to her. This would have made her a powerful empress. Catherine refused though, saying that she was married to Jesus Christ and that her virginity was dedicated to him and him only. The emperor then angrily ordered her to execute her on a breaking wheel. The breaking wheel is an ancient form of torture, torture in which the person's limbs are threaded among the spokes and their bones are shattered by the executioner with a heavy rod. It is, brutal, it is a brutal punishment that results in a slow and painful death normally reserved for the worst criminals. So just to give you an idea of what they actually went through in the early church, especially what Catherine would have gone through. When Catherine was presented before the wheel, she touched it and a miracle occurred that the wheel shattered completely. So unable to torture her to death, the emperor simply ordered her beheaded. 
One account claimed that the angels took her body to Mount Sinai. In the 6th century, the Emperor Justinian ordered a monastery established in her name. The monastery St. Catherine's remains to this day and is one of the eldest in the world. Around the year 800, a large, sorry, a legend spread that her body had been found with her hair still growing and constant stream of oil coming from her body. Nothing exists to this day of her remains and her very existence has been actually called into question. But there's been a lot of um, insiders, there's been a lot of insight rather uh, as to her story that makes it very credible. Now, despite the questions and despite the confusion and despite, you know, all of these things that may take place, uh, she's still actually very venerated in the Catholic Church as well as the Orthodox Church and is um, celebrated as a martyr. Now, many Roman Catholics also venerate her to this day as one of the great virgin saints in the early church. During the medieval period, St. Catherine was one of the most famous saints of the church. She was very popular, subject in a Renaissance art, and many paintings have been dedicated to her. So St. Catherine is still very popular, and it's actually a very popular name. We have many Catherines uh, in today's world. Um, the spiked wheel is a popular symbol often associated with St. Catherine. Again, what she was actually supposed to die of yet did not happen. And so her feast day is celebrated November 25th, and she is the patron saint of many professors, many professions uh, and causes. Her patronage includes students, unmarried girls, apologists, and many more, um, as well as many places around the world. So she actually has, she's a patron of many things and many places, because again, the way she was able to witness to her life, to those of others, and being able to convert others through her witness, through her life, and through her willingness to simply just love Jesus above all else. So a prayer to St. Catherine, through the intercession of St. Catherine says, Almighty and eternal God, you endowed your people with St. Catherine, your virgin and invincible martyr. Grant that by her intercession, we may be strengthened with faith and constancy and labor with great effort for the unity of the church. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Catherine of Alexandria, virgin and martyr, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.